Al, it's time for us to talk about one of the... I mean, I guess this is one of the biggest games of the year so far. One of the most widely regarded, critically acclaimed. That's the the phrase I was That's looking for. That's the word we're looking for. Games of the year that, I mean, you will never play because this is obviously not a game for you. But I played it, and I'm going to tell you about it. I um, I watched the baby play some of it. Yes. That was fun. But I won't play it You now. got to see my messed up character creation and that's all you need to know <laughs> honestly like any game that has character creation i want to see what monstrosity you come up with <laughs> and you deliver it on this one hey that's what i'm here for i mean hey these games are very good in that aspect to, to let you <laughs> do this so nice <laughs> that is something that is very nice about this uh hello welcome to this week's episode of the seasonal anime checkup ova it's a podcast where we have conversations about video games anime and manga hello i'm jared joined as always by doc alley and lady um Hello, hello. This is episode number 307, and we're going to talk about the Elden Ring. Sure is a Elden Ring. It sure is. Yep. It's the Elden Ring of video games. <laughs> it's not quite the Dark Souls of video games. Oh, darn. Exactly. Uh, this game came out earlier this year in, on February 25th, 2022 for the Playstations, the Xboxes, and the personal computers. And it is the latest game from the people who have made the Dark Souls games, the Bloodborne, the Sekiro, all of those, you know, masochistic action-adventure games that people either really like or really hate. <laughs> There's no real in-between there. Correct. Or they're just like me, and they're like, eh, I'm indifferent to that because I don't want to play it. Yeah. Because I know the difficulties there. That is That is very true. Uh, this is obviously, a, it's a different take on those kinds of games because this is the first, like, true open world version of one of those games. Mm-hmm. Rather, you know, before it was kind of like you would have these big, big level set pieces that you could travel to and from, uh, you know, between the areas, but it really wasn't an open world in the same vein as, like, you know, most open world games, whereas this is, like, Hey, you can pretty much go wherever you want from the beginning if you want, although you're probably going to get absolutely wrecked if you try that. Let's be <laughs> real. <laughs> but yeah, it does some uh it does some fun things with that. Like you can definitely tell that like games like Breath of the Wild served as a big inspiration for this game because like I super got the same evocative feelings that I got when I was playing Breath of the Wild playing this. Like there's not as much just kind of like I mean it's it's Souls game so like there's not as much like hand holding of like you know bombarding your map with a bunch of icons and like that kind of open world style it's kind of just like hey look at your map and see if you see something that seems like it could be something go there and find and see if there's anything there that you could poke your head around and fight and explore and do all that, all that sort of stuff like there is obviously like you know set paths that you have to go to to progress the story and everything to get you from area to area area to unlock the entire map essentially but for the most part it's basically it's like yeah just go find stuff and fight stuff and explore and find items go craft some stuff do all this sort of stuff so very much in the same vein as like breath of the wild was where it kind of had that same idea of just like you know Go out and explore and see what you can find. And I thought you that, see I, that mountain, you can go to it. Yes, exactly. Like <laughs> it does. Like it is a really nice change of pace from you know those other games in terms of like making you kind of just like 
in a way, take things a little bit more slowly of just being like, I want to go explore over here, and then maybe I'll go explore over here after that, or do this. And it really helps, I think, uh, early on, especially where you have, like, you know, quite a few different boss fights you can go to pretty much from the onset. And if you're having trouble with one of those bosses, you can basically just, like, back out and be like, okay, I'm having a bit of trouble with this. Maybe I'm underleveled. Maybe I need to figure out a new strategy or something. I'm going to go explore in this completely opposite direction, and maybe I'll get some new levels and everything. Maybe I'll get a new weapon, maybe some better armor or something, and then I can come back and tackle this boss or do something else entirely and then come back and do this. So, like, I think that really helps uh, in that aspect with this game is, like, just letting you have the freedom of choice, you know, throughout. Uh, It does kind of get a little bit more honed in as you get towards like the end game where you can't really do that you kind of like if you get stuck on a boss you kind of have to like bang your head against it or just go grind you know once you're in the end game but like that's kind of just to be expected because like you're probably not going to have a whole lot of other things to do at that point right but yeah I, i really liked the way they they did the open world in this game i thought it was you know really beneficial to just like the overall gameplay and just letting you kind of get wrapped up in this world essentially although like i mean there are story stuff you can do with this game and everything like that'll tell you throughout the entirety of the game do i understand it even or can i tell you the story of this game no not in the not in the slightest my brother tried to explain it to me like he was trying to explain to me um because i i again i watched the baby play it and so i sent it to my brother at one point because he was obsessed um with the game and he was watching her play and was also like amazed by it um but he was trying to explain to me like oh well this is what's going on in the story and this is what she's doing right now it's like i yep (laughs) that's happening i fought some bosses i talked to some fingers some fingers more bosses yeah there's there's you go to this like kind of i guess base essentially is kind of what it is and there's just two giant fingers you can go talk to you'll be you'll be and they'll be like hey what's up they won't actually say, hey, what's up, but they'll just stand there I menacingly. wish they said, hey, what's up. I'd also wish they said, hey, what's up. That'd be pretty good. Can you imagine if you went to talk to two giant fingers and they're just like, hey, what's up? It'd be or, real fun. Or they're just like, sup. 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 <laughs> do, do like a weird head nod type kind of thing. Yeah, they give you the head nod with the fingers. With the fingers, like the tip of the finger. Oh, uh, that would be very good. I should make video games. It's true. <laughs> uh... Let's talk about development and release of this video game. Okay. Uh, From Software, obviously the developers of this game, had previously been known for developing the Dark Souls series, noted for their high level of difficulty. Director Hidetaka Miyazaki wanted to create an open-world game, intending Elden Ring to as a mechanical evolution to Dark Souls. The game was designed to have a more expansive environment compared to the narrow dungeons of From Software's previous titles, with Miyazaki hoping that the grander scale would add freedom and depth to the exploration. From Software approached the American author George R.R. R. Martin, known for the Song of Ice and Fire series of fantasy novels, to provide world building for Elden Ring. I don't I know where exactly he did anything on this, but he apparently was here. <laughs> I mean, I guess he was doing something because he wasn't working on his his novels. He wasn't working on his novel and was probably getting mad at the, the television show. Probably. He's just like, I don't know. I named three characters. That's it. I'm done. Uh, A fan of Martin's work, Miyazaki helped 
or ho yeah, hoped Martin's contributions would provide a more accessible narrative than the studio's previous games. Miyazaki remained lead writer for the main storyline in the game, but gave Martin the creative freedom to write about events that had taken place before the main narrative. The process was compared by Miyazaki as using a Dungeon Master's Handbook and a tabletop RPG. As with many of From Software's previous titles, the story was designed to not be clearly explained. The developers intended the players to interpret the story for themselves via flavor text and optional discussions with NPCs. Miyazaki said that he enjoyed writing NPCs with more detail, believing that they were more compelling than in his earlier works. In an interview with IGN, Miyazaki said that he chose to give Martin control over the pre-narrative because of the restrictions that From Software's method of storytelling placed on writers. He noted that From Software did not want a linear or story-focused narrative, and by giving Martin an oversight of a history that the player was not directly involved in, he would allow Martin to freely design his contributions. In addition to Martin, some staff from Game of Thrones, a television series adaptation of Song of Ice and Fire, also assisted with the game's development. <laughs> Uh, production of the game began in early 2017 following the release of The Ring City, a piece of DLC for Dark Souls 3. The game was developed alongside Sekiro, which Miyazaki also directed. He explained that although the combat in Elden Ring has similarities to Sekiro, neither game directly inspired the mechanics of the other. From Software was able to develop both games simultaneously using a co-director structure in which each of the developer's games had a staff member acting as a director through its first stages of development. Miyazaki would then later provide direction on the game's mechanics, art, and music. The design team of Elden Ring focused on environmental, scale, role-playing elements, and storytelling as the core elements of the game. Developers credited the scale of environments as responsible for creating a sense of diversity in the game and intended for the role-playing elements to allow for a variety of player interactions with the environment. Increasing the scale yeah, okay. Increasing the scale of the game required the creation of multitude of castles, caves, and dungeons that players can explore. From Software said that the stealth and summoning systems were implemented in order to add alternatives to direct engagement in combat. Miyazaki mentioned uh, Shadow of the Colossus, The Elder Scrolls, The Witcher 3, and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild as de design influences for Elder Ring. He there also Yeah, exactly. He also credited RuneQuest, The Lord of the Rings, and Michael Moorcock's novel The Eternal Champion as inspirations for the game's story. You know, as you do. As you do. Uh, Elder Ring was revealed during the Xbox Games Conference at E3 2019. Some information about the game had been previously leaked online due to a vulnerability of the servers at Bandai Namco. The game was widely anticipated on announcement, but no further material was announced until another trailer was shown in June 2021. Playtesting was facilitated by Bandai Namco Entertainment, which released the game initially as a closed beta in November 2021 that players could sign up to test. The game was delayed till fe February 25th, 2022, after its previous release date on January 21st, 2022. Uh, Elder Ring had performance issues at launch with complaints of a, deficient, a deficient frame rate being common, and that eventually got fixed with patches and updates. So... I guess for clarification as well, I played this, what, like, a month ago, so yeah. I got a lot of, like, patches and stuff for that game and everything. Um, for the most part, it ran really well. I played the PS5 version, which apparently is also, like, kind of not the best version to play, weirdly enough. Really? Um, I think it's because, like, the frame rate stuff and all that. Uh, I had a few frame rate hitches, like, very rare, but, like, you could kind of tell it was noticeable, but, like, it was nothing that, like, super affected the gameplay or anything like that. Everything else ran very smooth. Looked real nice, all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Uh, this game has been, like we said, highly rated, critically acclaimed. It currently has a 94 out of 100 on Metacritic for the PC version and a 96 out of 100 for the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions. That's insane. Yep. Uh, as of June 2022, how many units has this game sold, Al? Oh, God. I'm always really bad at these. Um... I don't even know what's a good number. <laughs> like, it's definitely in the millions. Yes. 
don't know, like 10 million? Uh, close. Okay. 16.6 million by the end of June 2022. I was not that far off. And it is the fastest selling Bandai Namco game of all time. Wow. Apparently. Uh, so yeah, uh, I like I said, I think they do a lot of good things with the gameplay here. Like, for clarification, like I don't really like the Dark Souls games. Like I've tried playing one a couple of times, and I just cannot get into it. But I played Bloodborne, and I beat that, and I really liked it. I played about like half of Sekiro, and enjoyed that for when I was playing it. So like, I like it better when they do kind of more fast-paced action, or like let you let the player do that, and. They really allow you to kind of do whatever you want, like whatever kind of gameplay style you want to do in this game because there's so many options in terms of like weapons available for you, you know, what kind of play style you want to utilize essentially. So if you like, you want to be just a big bulking, slow rolling dude with a shield and a big sword, you can be that. You, you want to be a mage and have very little health but a bunch of magic points, I mean, you can totally do that. You want to dual wield a claw and a lance you could do that i guess if you wanted to yeah so like it's really interesting in that way like i played just like single katana no shield and just did a bunch of rolling as my like evasion technique essentially and that's how i played the game essentially like it's very it felt very much like in the same vein as like you know bloodborne was where that game you have just like a gun to use as a parry and you'd use a lot of like rolling around and dashing to get out of way of, like, enemy attacks and all that sort of stuff. So that's kind of, like, how I am familiar with playing these games, essentially. Um, so letting you kind of be able to do, like, a mixture of a lot of the different kind of play styles that they've introduced from Dark Souls to Bloodborne to Sekiro, I think is a very good idea because it also just lets you have just more variety in terms of how you want to play this game and just makes it, in a way, more accessible for more people to play you know, have having all these different kinds of playstyles just readily available at, to them whenever they want to, like, try it out, essentially. You were a katana version of Sonic rolling around at the speed of sound? I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother kept telling me, he's like, yeah, like, basically to survive this game, you just roll a lot. Mm-hmm. Roll it, like, roll it, roll it, roll it, what? Oh, my God. You just do the Fred Durst rolling dance. Oh my god, no! Not that <laughs> terrible dance! How dare you. How dare me. <laughs> um, there's also a couple other things they've added to this game that is different from the other games that they've had. Like, there's a jump button, for example. <laughs> Whoa! Which is actually very useful in this game, because, like, you can do jump attacks and they do more damage. And, like, you can put on, like, a special, special item to, like, oh, you know, your jump attacks do more damage, essentially. Like, you can have stuff like that. Um, you hit, there's a horse you can ride around with and use that to fight around on like the open world and fight some of like the the minor bosses that you'll run into on the in the open world essentially as well, which is very nice because it makes those fights a little bit more doable in a sense. Um, what else? There's a lot of stealth in this game you can do as well, which is interesting. Oh, like wow. Sekiro also had a lot of stealth that you could do in that game. Um, it's not exactly a one-to-one comparison between the two, but, like, you know, you can kind of sneak around in bushes and then sneak up on enemies and, like, do a critical back attack to them, and usually that'll, like, kill them or, like, get them to very, very low health, essentially. So that, uh, that's pretty cool that you can do that to kind of avoid doing fights if you want to, or, like, having to do, like, big encounter fights, I guess you would say. Um, there is a lot of, I guess, like, variety in terms of, like, just the locations and everything, like... 
I mean, you'll go into like different castles and like caves and all that sort of stuff, which kind of do eventually start feeling a little samey, but like, they do enough, I think, to kind of make it so it's not just like it looks like they just copy and pasted one thing and put it like later in the game and it's just a palette swap of it or something like that. Like every kind of location does have a like a uniqueness to it to make it feel a little bit different. Um, I will say that there are a lot of bosses you fight in this game. The disappointing thing I think about that is though, that they do reuse some bosses later in the game to where like, you know, you'll fight this boss and there'll be like this big arena and everything. And then you'll go into this like little cave area. And then, Oh, I'm fighting this boss again. But I guess I fought it now before, so it's not as, like, scary, but it's still just, it's the same boss again. Yay. Mm. Which I thought was kind of disappointing, considering how much, how many different bosses you encounter in that game. Like, I felt like they didn't really need to do that, but, you know, for one reason or another, they they do. Maybe George R.R. Martin just ran out of people to, to name, and they're <laughs> like, oh, shoot, uh, copy-paste, we're good. It's there all good. you go. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh, I'm too busy. I got other things to do. And they're like, ah, oh, but we need like five more bosses. Oh, God. Deal with it. One good thing about this game. No big bug bosses. Oh, Thumbs yeah, up. Thumbs usually, up. No big positive. spiders. Thumbs up. I mean, there's those positive. big ants, but like those are, which they're kind of creepy because they're like, they're hairy and stuff and they're big. But hey, there weren't spiders, and I was able to kind of just like mow through them, be like, "Get out of the way!" <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> the uh, the adventures of Goober just rolled on. Good old literally, Goober, literally rolled. He was a good he was a good egg, just he doing his best. A monster, just cutting people down, just being like, "Hey, what's up? <laughs> Me, Goober." <laughs> I like that you had all kinds of different like armor designs on him when you were sending me pictures. There's so much armor in this game you can get too. Like it's just a smorgasbord of just drip you can have for your character. <laughs> and I mean, like it all has like different stats accordingly. So like you know, it you can cater it to the playstyle you're doing and everything. But like there's just a lot of stuff you could wear in this game. You make yourself look real weird or just real goofy. In a whole variety of different ways, for sure. Which is fun. I think, I think my brother ended up looking like a like. I was gonna say a dollar sword Legolas, but that's not entirely true. <laughs> um, maybe like um, like a store brand Legolas. Mm -hmm. Like a step above the dollar version. <laughs> the Dollar General version. Yeah, yeah, kind not of. Not the Dollar Tree version. Not the Dollar Tree version. It's definitely like the the like great value version. Because <laughs> um, he showed me a picture and I was like, yeah, that looks a lot like Legolas. But I didn't tell him that because my brother was very proud of how he looked. And Now he's going to listen to this and be like, oh, man. My brother doesn't listen to my podcast. Wow. <laughs> he's going to see you did an Elden Ring podcast and be like, I got to listen to this. And then he's going to be like, wow, she didn't like my Legolas character. I'm sorry. <laughs> she did not I, like I, my Legolas drip. <laughs> To be fair, I like Legolas, so I'm not upset about that. I was like, all right, Legolas is a good-looking dude. Like, you got a good-looking guy there. You got some pretty, like, braids in your hair. Um, but he definitely just looked like Legolas. He's no goober. He's... Goober, I think, is one of a kind. We'll, <laughs> it's true. We'll, we'll, we'll put it that way. It's true. Goober's the kind of guy that's gonna... You're gonna fight a dragon, he's gonna get right up in that taint and slash it. Oh, no. <laughs> On his horse. 
Oh no. <laughs> That's probably unpleasant oh, to yeah. experience. Uh I think one of the, the, the things that they did that really well in here is that like they give you these like summons that you can use throughout the game, especially for bosses. Um, oh, I remember that. To give you kind of an advantage, you know, in fights and everything, to give you like something that like can draw aggro from bosses so you can like do sneak attacks or just wail on the back of them or whatever or just like help you out in a fight in various different ways. Um, they also have ways where you like you can summon NPCs as well. But I think the caveat with that is, is that like if you do that, it raises the boss health and stuff like that. But like the other summons don't. I want to say that's the case. I could be wrong here. But like I think I remember seeing that and just being like, oh, I'm just going to use my, my summon dues and not get these NPCs in here. Because that's just like I don't want to make these fights harder than they need to be. <laughs> Let's be <laughs> yeah, real. Nope. nope. Why, why um, would you do that to yourself? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I also this is the first game. First one of these games. I broke my my rule of not summoning actual real players into the game to help me. Oh, I actually did that this game. Um, cause I, I wanted to fight the, the super hard boss, which is, I forget her name. She's the super hard boss though. <laughs> uh, hang on. I can look this up. I want her name to just be super hard boss. Yeah. The super hard boss, uh, millennia. She's, like, the one that, like, if you ask anyone about this game, they'll be like, yeah, that's that's the hard boss in this game. Um, she's, like, a, an optional boss, but, like, you know, it's very, very difficult, essentially, um, in terms of just, like, she has two phases, and they're both just, like, they just mess you up if you're not ready for them. So, like, I just wanted to do it just to, like, you know, say I did it, because I wanted to feel cool about it. Um, and tried doing it myself and just, like, just kept getting wrecked. So I was like, you know... Screw it. I'm just going to, I'm going to summon people. They're going to help me and we're going to do this. And like, it still took me a couple of days to do it with people's help. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, even like with like two other people with you, she will still <laughs> wreck you. Cause like one of our attacks is just like, or if she hits you, she gains health that she takes or she damages off of you. Oh no. So it makes it much harder than like most of the other bosses essentially. So it's like a weird vampire move. Yeah, yeah, basically. But uh, eventually I was able to do it at like 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I was very excited about it, and then I went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> but it was you a didn't very, tell me about that. It was a very invigorating feeling at that early in the morning. Um, and then I did the same thing on like the final boss as well, because like the final boss, you fight uh, this one dude at first, and then you have to fight the Elden Beast at the very end, and the Elden Beast is very big and has a lot of attacks, and I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna get help for this and finish this game. Like, I wasn't, like, burnt out or anything, but I was just like, I wanna make this easier on myself, so that's how I'm gonna do it. Yeah, why why make your life more difficult when you don't yeah. have to? So I did that for the first time in one of these games on both of those fights, and, you know, I didn't feel bad about it. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's a mechanic in the game. If they didn't want you to do it, they wouldn't put it in the game. Exactly. I know like, there's a lot of people who will get very uppity about that and be like, oh, you're dismissing the integrity of the game by doing this and all that sort of stuff. It's like, You mean cares? a Souls fan? I, being, I know, I being know. Being terrible know. about things? What? That never happens. It's, it is very funny, though, when you beat one of those bosses and you just like, look at the people and you start just like spinning in circles or just like, crowd spamming <laughs> <laughs> all the people though they're like they're very nice they'll come in they'll like emote at you i don't know how to do emote so i'm just like jumping up and down or spinning around <laughs> and they're like hello <laughs> and it's like <laughs> 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 
I can imagine you doing that, yes. Yeah. That's really good. I'm sorry I can't emote at you, but I will spin in circles to acknowledge that you're, your existence and that I'm thankful for you helping me. <laughs> They're probably like, um, okay. Is this person all right? <laughs> That's funny. That's what I'm here for. Uh, there are multiple endings to this game, depending on like what you do. Um, because there's, there's various different storylines you can or story quests you can go through, and those will get you to different endings that kind of just like slightly, slightly, slightly Swipe. change <laughs> the ending, uh, depending on what you do and everything. Uh, I made Goober get married and go with a cool witch, and then you're like, hey, let's just destroy everything and start new. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, sweet. <laughs> Good job, Goober. Good job, Goober. Go have fun in your new world. I mean, that's that's basically the plot of Xenoblade 1. Goober's just like, alright, I'm in my big armor. I look like a a round ball, but I'm I'm off. See you later. Okay, this is no longer the plot of Xenoblade 1, but... Um, what if Shulk was in, looked like a big round ball? That armor was so ridiculous. You it's showed so it to me. I was just like, what is this? What is this? It's insane. It's very good. Uh, yeah. This game, the gameplay is great. I really enjoyed it. Like, I played this for a good long amount of hours. I don't remember exactly now because it's been quite a bit since I've played it. Um... But, like, I was still enjoying it all the way from, like, the beginning of it all the way up to the end, even though, like, you know, I did get into some frustrating bits, you know, towards the end of the game because, you know, that's just kind of how it's going to be and all that because the, the ending parts are going to be a little bit more difficult than the beginning parts, obviously. But, like, you know, it's weird because, like, these are, you know, known to be super rage games, but, like, I didn't really get into a whole bunch of, like, rage moments in this game. You know, playing through it, like, I mean, I think you heard one of, like, the few rage moments I had just because, like, I was going <laughs> against this this one boss fight that had, like, you had to fight two bosses at the same time. And it was just very difficult to, like, keep one on you and not get attacked by the other one at the same time. Right. Um. So it was just, that was, like, difficult in a different way from a lot of the other fights in this game had been. So it was just kind of frustrating in that aspect. But, like, outside of that, it was just kind of like, you know, you do the fight. If you die, it's like, all right, okay, let's figure out exactly what I'm doing here. What do I got to do differently and just, you know, go back at it again. But, like, if, if I'd probably play this game, like, five years ago or something like that, I'd probably be more like, I'm angry, man. Girl. Yes, angry. Yes, angry. Um, <laughs> Type deal. Was it you or was it my brother who had the, um, like, the little minion guy kill the final boss? It must Probably have been it wasn't my, me. Must have been my brother, because I know that he was saying that, um, like he had like a summon thing. Yeah. And that it it got the last hit in, and so it didn't feel really satisfied. <laughs> dude, anytime that happened for me, I'd just be like, "All right, cool. <laughs> good job, my dude. High five. We're a good team. Exactly. <laughs> You're just a team. Oh. You got to team up there, and you just got to do the do the thing. It's true." beat him up um yeah this game's good like i like i said i if you asked me anything about the story i couldn't tell you a single thing about it but like i had a good time playing this game for like 60 hours or however long i played it just a fun time throughout like you played it for a while 
Yeah. I mean, it's a long game. Yeah. For sure. Especially if you're doing a lot of, like, the side stuff and all that. Um, uh, like, and they also have, like, you know, New Game Plus options as well if you want to do that. So you can, like, go back in and replay everything, but, like, have, like, kind of, like, your stats and items and everything and be like, okay, I want to play it again, but, you know, now I'm going to try this skill set or this style or this weapon set and this armor set and all that sort of stuff, which is, which is cool. And, like, it progresses each time you go into a different New Game Plus. So, like, um, like your XP will get bigger, or the XP you get from enemies will get bigger, and like the the enemies will be harder each time. So like it just it continuously scales for you essentially. So like it's not like you're just gonna go through and cruise through everything. It's just like here's a different kind of challenge essentially for people who are into that. I'm just like I played it. I had fun. I'm probably <laughs> good. Maybe I'll check out some DLC whenever they decide to put some of that out. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe the 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 roll the rolled. The world. The, the world of Goober will will come he'll, back at some point. He'll he'll continue. He'll continue his, his journey. His adventures. Yes. As a circle. As a weird ball. Yep. <laughs> weird metal ball. Uh, yeah. I had a lot of fun with this game. I'm glad that you had fun. It was a it was a good fun time. Um, I would un- never play this game. No, of course not. Like I don't. Th- I would never expect you to. But you know, it was it was fun. Like I said, and like I was just. I think I was very surprised. Like I heard a lot of like the Breath of the Wild comparisons. You know, when people were talking about it earlier in the year, and I was kind of surprised just how true those were, just how evocative of that game this game really was. So I thought that was real cool, and, I, and I, in a way, it gets me excited to play that Breath of the Wild sequel now as well. So it kind of gives me, it gave me a good opportunity to be like, to revisit those feelings in a way without replaying Breath of the Wild, essentially. Man, I've been really thinking about how I wish I could play Breath of the Wild again for the first time without having known what was going to happen. Yeah. But obviously I cannot do that, so. A little hard. A little hard. You can't go back in time. Yet. Yet. Can't go back five and a half years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> Time is not real. No. Sure isn't. Ugh. But yeah, that's Elden Ring. Good game is good. Goober is good. Goober is also good, correct. <laughs> I gotta I gotta support the dude. All hail the goob. All hail. You know, you know. Yeah, that that is Elden Ring. It's a fun game. It is, it, like I said, it's one of those games. So like, like if you're if you're like Al and you're like, man, I don't like these games at all. This is not going to change your mind in the slightest. <laughs> like this isn't like you know Stranger of Paradise was where like you know you get difficulty options and all that sort of stuff until have, you don't with the DLC. Yeah, but like it gives you more accessibility options in that aspect. But with that, with this kind of gameplay style, like this doesn't have that. This is this is one of those games. But like. You know, if you like those games, you're going to really like this game. If you don't like these games, you're not going to like this game. That's just the way it kind of is. But it is a very good one of those games for sure. I'm glad that it was good. Um, yeah. I'm glad that it was It was a great experience for the people who like those games. Yep, 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 yep. Lived up to some of the hype for people. 
Yeah, no kidding, because a lot of people had hyped this game up for... Ever? Not even forever, but just, like, to astronomical heights that was like, man, I, can this live up to it? And, you know, for a lot of people, it seems like it has, which is real cool that a game's able to do that. I'm glad. I mean, I was seeing stuff, like, as soon as it came out, like, oh, this is already game of the year. I'm like, whoa, that's high praise. Yeah. Um, But, like, a lot of people really enjoyed it, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that... I'm glad they got what they wanted out of it. Yeah, totally. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shining Moment, a critical analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well mm-hmm. next week we kind of have like an idea of where we're going for like the next couple of weeks of stuff we have like a few weeks in december where we're like a little iffy on yep and then we have the rest of the year will be our, our pretty typical usual stuff we do at the end of the year but next week we're gonna take a trip back to like what five years ago oh god and talk about a game that we had not played until just recently. Mm-hmm. It's time to return to the world of Resident Evil. They don't say it when you start it up, do they? No. Ugh. Because things are about to get a little bit biohazard in here. Nice. <laughs>